Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are standing. You are listening to Phantasm Podcast. Hey, this is Trevor Sternad. Hey, Ryan is back from the Black Dahlia murder. Tom Gabriel Warrior. Eric Green from Sepultura. Ross Dolan from Immolation. This is Anthony Michael. We are Gorgasm. This is Melifon Crater. We have learned to see a bad account. Turns from suffocation. Phantasm Podcast. Join your host, Corey Gorkrest and Dr. Vincent West for exclusive interviews with the sickest bands in metal and more. Head over to cultofantasm.com. The only gravesite for all things horror and death metal. No filler, all killer. Sell the metal! Sell the metal! Sell the metal! Sell the metal! What the fuck is up and welcome to the Phantasm Podcast. I'm Corey Gorkreist. With me as always, Dr. Vincent West. Oh, great, sir. We are got the second Universal logo on the screen here. Uh, no guests. Yeah, no guests. We're doing this old school uh, as we've been doing lately, and uh, this one's a, a favorite of mine. And uh, we're doing it courtesy of HBO, uh, so there will be no ads like there is on our 2B streams. Uh, so, Doctor, what do we got? I'm eating a Jimmy Dean's breakfast bowl. <laughs> so I'll apologize that for the beginning of this. <laughs> Sponsored by and Jimmy Dean's breakfast this. bowl. Where are the eggs? Where's the sausage? What, no potatoes? How about this? Hmm. How did I not know about these Jimmy Dean breakfast bowls? You've been in the dark way too long. Enjoy a warm, delicious Jimmy Dean breakfast bowl. Jimmy Dean, shine on. We'll just call this breakfast with Doctor and Chucky. We're <laughs> watching Child's Play too. In 1988, he startled us with a frightening vision. Then he was destroyed and left for dead. Now, sorry, Jack. Chucky's back. You know, we haven't gotten a decent night's sleep since he got here. Child's Play 2. Rated R. Starts Friday, November 9th at theaters everywhere. 1990. Year I was born. One of my favorite intros for any movie, I think, ever. It was one of my favorite intros. Just rad. I love the, the whole... Chuck is just nasty looking. Look at that shit. He's got the... This, like, charred-ass mechanical skeleton of Chucky and this is like the the OG doll and then you see how they ran through the factory and stuff and it's just really cool I've always really liked the, the intro to, to this film and, uh, it was directed of course, I have a fun story about, about this movie this was one of the first things I did as a projectionist as a child in my youth Actually, this was one of the first films that I actually got to cut and edit and 
called up and do a projectionist job at the local theater I worked at. Nice. It's actually awesome. Very proud of that. Yeah. I, I this is just cool, you know, because it it kind of makes the Chucky doll in this intro look very human, you know how they're how they're doing it, and they're basically just you know bringing them back to life. You know, like it's just the whole thing's fucking. I think it's pretty death metal, to be honest with you. That's how they do it. Indeed. And this looks beautiful. This uh, print of it looks really good on this. At least on my end, it does. Looks good. Um, directed by John Lafia, who was a, a co-writer on the first movie. He had a very tragic end uh, in 2014. He committed suicide, uh, which is unfortunate. Um, who did? The director of this film. John Lafayette. Really? Yeah. It's pretty bad. Anybody know why he did it? Uh, I do not know. Well, yeah. If you your phantasm for you, we'll find out and tell you why. Uh, the composer of this film I do love as well is Graham Revel. Uh, he's done a lot of shit. He did the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie, which I love. Uh, he did he did The Crow. He did Street Fighter. He did The Craft, uh, From Dust Till Dawn. Uh, Bride of Chucky he did. Um, I think he did all the... All the Riddick movies, too, if I'm not mistaken. He did all the music for that. And, uh... Interesting. Even, uh, Freddy vs. Jason, he's done that. More horror stuff there. Um... Yeah, great, great composer. Love his stuff. Um... And, of course, Don Mancini wrote this film, who directed the first one. Um... I see you got the return of Alex Vincent, Brad Dorf, all those folks, of course. There's, I don't know, this, this is definitely my favorite Child's Play movie by far. And I love the first one a lot. But something about this one I've always liked. I think the pace is a little bit better than the first one. Because now that he's introduced, he's just, you know, right back to where he started. It's not like a slow build to what was going on and... There's a lot more victims in this movie, and um, and you got Kristen uh, Elise in this movie, which I love. She was in Girl Interrupted, uh, which I love her character in that. And she's in uh, Beverly Hills 90210 as well. Which I can't remember who she is in that, but... I'm not sure who we're talking about. Kristen Elise, is the one that plays uh, Kyle in this film. I have to wait and see, or I can't, I can't recall for whatever reason who you're talking about. She's like the main character in this film besides uh, Andy. She's like the girl. You have to realize I haven't seen this movie in probably 23 years. Oh, shit. Okay, well... Uh, she's Emily Valentine in Beverly Hills, 90210. Um. Okay, let me tell you something really cool about her real quick. I know you're talking about now. Yep. In the Beverly Hills 90210 reboot that they did last year, which was amazing, and then Fox butt fucked me on it and didn't bring it back. Yeah. She reprised her role. Yeah. 
as Emily Valentine in that movie or mm-hmm. TV show. Yeah. If you guys are interested and you're not a 2 and 0 fan like my doorcast is, yeah. you can actually watch that on Hulu right now. It's awesome. Every episode is on there. It's pretty awesome. Including the reboot, which I highly recommend if you're a fan. Nice. And there's old Alex Vincent himself. Old Andy Barclay. You know, I'll tell you a movie that I tried to watch. I thought it was this, but it is definitely not this movie. I tried to watch the third one a while back. That movie's just really bad. It's the one where they're in the boot camp. I just can't do it, man. It's weird. I've, I've never really... It's one of those movies, it came on a lot. Hold on, let me tell you something funny. The kid in that movie, I was a huge fan of Lois and Clark, the TV show. (laughs) Yeah. I I love that show. And he was, he was Jimmy Olsen in season one. Yeah. The kid in that movie. And then out of nowhere, they switched him out. And honestly, probably got a better actor, but I kind of liked that first kid that they had. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you, it kind of just ruined the whole goddamn thing. <laughs> There's nothing worse in this world than making an actor switch mid-season or at the end of the season when you're already watching a show and you're invested in it. Yeah, it sucks. You're kind of like, what's the fucking point, you know? So with these, as far as filming locations, the opening scene, you know, like the credits or whatever, that was North Canal Street in Chicago, you know, where these films are supposed to take place. But the rest of it, all the interiors, and I think this movie's mostly interior, if not all of it. And they're all California, like Pasadena, is where all this was filmed. Toy Factory was in uh, Long Beach. But everything else was in Pasadena, as far as filming locations. But while they're having this little meeting thing, and Chucky is already... And Alex Benson has not aged well. No. I swear he's still the same size. He's like sh- he's like short. I met him at Texas Frightmare. He would come out every like ten minutes and be smoking, <laughs> like a freight train outside. He's a short little dude. He's really nice, you know. But yeah, he hasn't aged well at all. Okay, do you recognize? Okay, Mitch Talkins from Creep Show. Which one? the woman at that desk that older broad and then that chick's from American World in London that's my love interest it's like I love you it sure is that's Jenny Agatar that's pretty cool the other one is that chick right there no I'm I'm wrong she's not in Creepshow she's in Twin Peaks excuse me that's Laura Palmer's mom huh yeah, that's who that is. And, and the kids, when you're all listening at home, I'm not on the internet doing this. This is me using my nerd brain. That is Grace Zabriskie, who is Sarah Palmer. 
There you go, kids. You want to know it? Just ask the doctor. The doctor knows all. Yeah, that's definitely my. That's definitely me. I love you, Vincent. Yeah, that's totally. <laughs> that's totally her. Anyway. No, no, no. Uh, got some trivia here for a minute. And her husband, or whoever the hell that is, he uh, that guy's a character actor. He's been in a shitload of stuff. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, Garrett Graham. What do I know him from? He's in Terror Vision. He's been in a shitload of stuff, dude. He is. Oh, yeah. Now, I did a movie. A lot of people have never heard of it. It's called Corey Play. Okay. <laughs> and in that movie... There's a little boy named Corey from New York. He's a, and he has this WWF wrestling stuff on, and and his, and his Ghostbuster stuff, and and he gets a he gets a Teddy Ruxpin bear, and then everybody thinks the Teddy Ruxpin bear is the killer in the film. It's actually little Corey because he's he he acts like Teddy around other people, and everybody likes him, and then he kills them. That sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it's, it's, called, it's called it's called it's called it, 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 in Japan it was called Corey Play in America it was called Teddy Play <laughs> uh, well, so he befriends you until he gets really really <laughs> mad and then he just kills you it's <laughs> basically it I can't look at her the same now though. Jenna Agatha is just like Vincent I'm telling you it's funny <laughs> do some trivia for the movie the original script had an opening scene of the court hearing dealing with the events of the previous film Catherine Hicks was to b- reprise her role of Karen Barclay in the sequence but it was cut before filming began elements of the scene appeared in a similar courtroom scene in Curse of Chucky Don Mancini stated that in the early draft of his script, the film was set during the Christmas season. This would have explained why so many good guy dolls were in the factory during the finale. Well, thank God they didn't make it a Christmas movie. Wait a goddamn minute. There's Christina Lee's right there. So apparently Beverly Hills 90210 is free on fucking... uh on uh, Pluto nice. app. Hell yeah. We're doing some reading here, sorry. That was interesting. Despite not reprising her role, Catherine Hicks was constantly on set for the sequel to see her husband, Kevin Yeager, who operated the animatronic Chucky doll. And that dude's also a fucking tool. <clears throat> not even afraid to say that. Wait, she was dating him? Catherine Hicks was, yeah. Apparently. Or they were... Weird. It was her husband. I don't know if they're still together or not. Uh, the good guy doll, Tommy, is named after original Child's Play director, Tom Holland, who is uh, the doctor's best friend on <laughs> Facebook. Corey and Rockstar Dr. Vincent West on Facebook. said he's your, he's your pen pal on Facebook. <laughs> Fucking cocksucker. <laughs> Chris Sarandon was originally going to reprise his role as Detective Mike Norris from the first film, but his scenes were cut from the film due to budgetary issues. Uh, 
That's, that's... Well, then real quick, I'm going to tell the Kevin Yeager story I've never told. Do you want to hear it? Yeah. So my friend Peter and I, who I've known since I was six years old, who rock stars me and is a postman yeah. in a tourist city near Cory, uh-huh. and actually I'm dead, so if you're out there, Peter, you son of a bitch, you can at least contact me, <laughs> prick. Anyway, we went to a Fangoria convention together. <clears throat> yeah. And this was in probably 91 or 92, so just a couple years after this film came out. Right. And I was too. And I wanted to meet Kevin Yeager because he did the makeup effects for my favorite Nightmare on Elm Street movie, which is the second one. Right, mine too. Big Robert Russo fan, love the second Nightmare on Elm Street movie. If you guys have never seen it, it's all the makeup, and it was Kevin Yeager, and I had to meet Kevin Yeager. So Kevin Yeager was there. And this is a true story. I've never told this on this podcast. I literally got the Steve Dash treatment as a fan, like you did. Yeah. Uh, when I tried to talk to Kevin Yeager, he literally was just like, I'm busy, kid, why don't you fuck off, is literally what he told me. Yeah, it's like what a fucking penis head. He told me to fuck off, even though he was there shining and doing stuff for people, and I never even got my fucking movie poster signed. Yeah, he's a fucking pecker, because he was one of the early people I tried to get for the podcast, and he was a fucking tool about it, so I was like, whatever. Tell that story for us, because I don't remember it. I, I vaguely remember you telling me he was an asswipe, but I don't remember you telling me exactly. I don't remember exactly what he said, but he sent me this long-ass paragraph, and it was really rude. Like, none of it was like, no, nah, I can't, I'm really busy, you know, I'm jacking off my dog. You know, he didn't say anything, like, normal to where it would have been okay. Just like, all right, cool, man, thank you, you know. Because, you know, you get a lot of that stuff, and it's fine. Like, I'm working on this other stuff. I just don't have time to do that. Maybe if some time fills up, but cool, that's awesome, man. But he just basically, you know, just pulled down his fucking dockers and took a fucking crap in my face. So I, I just, <laughs> he's a fucking butt. No, not even to that extent. He was basically just like, you know, I wish I could pull up the message, because that was... Maybe I have it. Hang on. I'm going to look for it right now. Here we go. Dirt on Kevin Yeager that didn't make up the movie we're watching right now. <laughs> Man, this movie's yeah, great. The, yeah. the, guy was, the guy was being paid by Fangoria as a free signer. So, I literally had a free signer at a Fangoria convention tell me to fuck off. <laughs> Seriously, uh, I have never really talked about this as friends, but it's just a true story. I mean, like I said, like he literally told me and Peter to fuck off. Yeah, that's because you guys are getting on my nerves. Just leave me the fuck alone, is what he said. That fucking tool. I can have Peter verify this, but he's disappeared into the fucking Darby one <laughs> yonder, and now he's goddamn. Stephen King's character from Creepshow. That's how I imagine how he looks. <laughs> Maybe I but found him. Coveralls on. Maybe I asked him on Facebook. He's like, no, you're shit. Although, true story, Peter did look like Stephen King, which is very interesting. I don't know if I've... I don't see it on here. 
say, look, I don't have time to deal with your bullshit. Is that basically what it was? I wish I could pull it up, but I promised everyone listening that he was very rude and he was not professional about it. And this this was at an early point of the podcast. I mean, I get it at the same time, but the way that he did it, he was a fucking he was a fucking dildo about it. He's basically like, no, I don't do podcasts, and I don't appreciate being asked to do it, or some something stupid like that. He was being a fucking. He was being a condescending ass. It's like you're just an effects artist. It's like I have nothing to talk to you about in general. I was just a fan of your work and thought it would be a cool guest to kind of reminisce about this movie and you know Friday Part Two because there's a lot of shit that I would want to hear about you know as a fan and all you guys listening will probably want to hear it too, but. Now, just take our word for it. He's a fucking. No, Child's Play 2 and Freddy 2. You said Friday 2. I was like, huh? I said Freddy. I meant Freddy 2. Either way. No, I, I believe you. I was just, you. You were educating me there for a minute. No, he did the thing when you mentioned Steve Dash. It's like he did all the fucking horror sequels, and that's it. That's his career. I just did part two. It would have been funny if he was in that too. They're both like, "Hey, why don't you fuck off?" And he he walks up and he's like, "Yeah, fuck off." But I don't know. It was garbage. But you, you win some, you lose some. People, this is what we do. And there's a lot of fucking dildos in this. More so in the music industry, there's way more dildos than that. But there's quite a bit of dildos in the movie business too. We've run across both, you know, and, and you know, and, and I, you know, some people are very, very, very cool, and some people are not. And, and Most people are cool, you know, at least from our, oh, I love this part, fucking gagging and bagging. Well, you know what i got to say, and I just, I want to thank you for this, and I want to talk about this for a second. Well, this guy's getting, well, this guy's getting gagged and bagged. Shamelessly promote my new podcast, but. Please. Um, Oh, such a good scene. That guy was a fucking fucking wanker, too. The guy that he just killed in those fucking Mercedes. <laughs> what were you saying? You know, some people can be... This is something I've never understood, and I want to just kind of briefly touch on this. Um... And then I'll shamelessly promote Godless Evans. Okay. Um, but but here here's the whole fucking thing, okay? In my personal opinion, there is no reason, especially when something is set up, for someone to act like a fucking dick, you know? Yeah. And every time we bring up somebody being a dick... You know, I'm always going to mention somebody that I thought was a, a complete rectum <laughs> uh, that we've had on this podcast. And then I'm going to mention somebody, something really cool, and I'll talk about Godless Edens for a second for those out there that are interested in it. Yeah, please. Um, but just real quick, I think one of the worst people, I don't know if it's the worst, but it damn near rivals it, and it actually buries... Uh, some that I could bring up right now, but I'm telling you, maybe the maybe the worst interview I've ever done in my life, and I want to talk about this cocksucker real quick. <laughs> um, and that's the landfill guy from fucking uh, Cannabis Corpse. Yeah, that dude's a fucking penis. He was a complete, and, and Corey's listening to this interview, guys, so it's not he hasn't heard it. Yeah. And you'll never get to hear this, but th- this guy was a complete shitbag. bag. <laughs> 
and I don't, I don't know why. He was, he was a complete asswipe through the whole interview, and then he starts doing these shout outs like, like he's on some like live radio show, and I'm sitting there going, you know, I'm flattered you think I'm that popular, but this is, we're just recording this, and now I'm never going to use it because you were a fucking rectum. <laughs> he was very condescending the entire time, just like kind of like, yeah, you know, I actually hate Chris Barnes, thought he's a piece of shit, but. I did his fucking album, or, you know, whatever. He's fucking... Here's your fun story, kids. We actually met him pre-us ever starting this podcast. And we met him at a show he was performing at, and and he was he was very rude to us then, and I never really thought about it, because Corey and I were still kind of like, oh, we met him, so that was cool, or whatever. Yeah. And then... You know, he did that Crypt of the Devil, which I think is the best Six Feet Under thing that's come out in years. And yeah. uh, it really is, it's a good record, you know, but but then he just, you know, he throws Chris under the bus and Corey and I are big fans of Chris Barnes. And, you know, and that's fine. People can like whatever they like, but I mean, the guy's, you know, being a fucking dick. And then I interview him because we've probably been cool to have him on, you know. And I don't remember if he was promoting Cannabis Corp or Iron Reagan or whatever band it was he was he was in promoting. It was Cannabis Corp. But, but what a fucking douchebag. I mean, he was rude to me. He was rude during the interview. And and my whole thing is this is and this is where I don't understand this. I don't understand why I can sit down and have a conversation. Um, and not even with my favorite band. I'm not even going to mention them. But when I can sit down and have a nice human conversation with fucking, you know, Millie from Creator, and, and, and you're going to act like this, like, why are you in this industry? Like, people like you have ruined the music industry. This guy was just, he was literally just an unprofessional, just fucking sweaty ball sack through the whole <laughs> fucking thing. <laughs> and we never used it. Yeah. It was just a waste of art. Like, I, was, I was infuriated by the time I got done the interview, and you would never know it to hear the interview. I never said or did anything to him. Well, it was a, it's a big waste of time for us because, you know, the, the bands I get have time you have or whatever you don't, but, I mean, we're like press and we're supposed to get content for your band and, and your PR people and stuff like that, like... It's more wasting our time than it is yours. All you got to do is answer questions, and it's mostly because you know it's for your fans to hear what you have to say. Is why we do it, and in you know if if you're gonna waste our time, there's no point. It's like it's not. I mean, here's my thing, and I just I just say this to, about about that interview. You know, don't drink a twelve pack of Bush Light and call me. <laughs> right. You yeah. know. I don't know what the point of that interview was. I don't even know what he was promoting because we never even got to talk about it. That's why I don't even remember what band it was because he never even talked about it. He just sat there and talked about like his amp and all this other crap and all this bullshit. It's like, this isn't a, this isn't a fucking, you know, instrument gear podcast. This isn't fucking, you know, guitar center, the podcast, you know, it's <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about and I don't care you know like I, I played for those out there that are interested I did vocals and played bass in many different death metal bands growing up in Florida uh, during when death metal was starting out and, and became a thing I was never successful with it but I did do it I was still part of it 
and you know but but I don't discuss gear and talk about stuff like that and the guy was literally just a fucking rectum <laughs> you know like and, and not to give him any more empowerment than that but it's kind of funny to me when somebody like that that's got maybe what 20,000 likes on their page if that you know and then I interview somebody that's got a million over a million likes on their page you know and they're and they're like the most humble person in the world you know it just it kind of puts things in perspective for me that some people are in the business for the right reasons and you've got people that have no business doing anything that they do it's like if you're going to drink your bush light and smoke pot just stay at your house and just shut up <laughs> right you know and you, you, you can wear your you can wear your baseball hat upside down and pretend you're Joey Belladonna on the, among the living air anthrax but you're not yeah you know? You know, you can you can try to you can try to ride that wave, and I see people trying to do that stuff, and it's like, you know, I grew up with that stuff. So when I see someone trying to dress like that, and that's my gripe with the, the denim vest and all that's fucking stupid. It's like it's it's 2020, Haas, almost 2021. Like just bring it back down to reality and just stop, <laughs> you know, before I just mow you down with a street sweeper shotgun because it just can't deal with people like that anymore. <laughs> yeah. But, but anyway, you know, you guys look for your Goblet Seasons is going to launch uh, January 1st. Uh, <laughs> we're giving it a date now. There's no social media for this podcast. I'm not really sure how it's going to work. It's just going to be out there where you can listen to it in podcast land. And you can enjoy me and my different guests that I have on. And uh, thanks to Corey, I've got some real cool guests. Got uh, Ralph from Primal uh, Fear was a guest. And then my first big big guest is Wayne from Hatebreed so that's going to be fun yeah, that's awesome like that interview. it's a lot of fun and yeah that was amazing to get to do that you know and again a guy that's got a million plus likes on his page is like the coolest laid back dude in the world you know but again he's from Connecticut he's not some tool from Virginia that thinks he's in fucking anthrax in 1988 so <laughs> you know, I'll just leave that at that but. which he would only be six years old in 1988 so there's a fun fact for you that's what I'm saying it's fucking stupid where I actually lived through that thing but whatever yeah but yeah so those are awesome interviews and I'm excited to bring Godless Heathens to you guys there's going to be all kinds of weird interviews and weird music and stuff that is not for necessarily Phantasm fans you guys may not like it and I'm not expecting you to and I you know don't really give a shit if you like it or not I'm doing it for me and it's something I'm excited about Corey's been extremely supportive about it and we're launching that bitch on fucking yeah New Year's Day it sounds cool from what I've heard uh, of it and you know your uh, your other co-host on great, there is great cool people, great people on there we've got uh, Porno Protron and I've got fucking uh, uh, Cody Lamone and fucking <laughs> uh, hold on what's this other motherfucker's name hold on I've got another dude I wanted to tell you about this is another I was gonna initially use this as a godless episode anyway so I'm gonna go ahead and just run with it or she's not gonna be thrilled about it but let me read you some cast of characters that I have on this on this podcast. So, on Godless Heathens, there's yours truly, Dr. Vincent West, medical doctor. We also have uh, Porno Proton. Am I saying that right? Yeah, I'm saying that right. Porno Proton. Yeah. Porn- Proton. I always say it wrong. That's right, he does too. Anyway, he's a, he's a really good friend of mine. He was a... Uh, He's, he is a porn director, but he at one time was a porn star and still comes 
back and forth doing that. He was also he does come back uh, and forth. <laughs> he was also a lot of people don't know this. He was in ECW, the professional wrestling group out of uh, New York, New Jersey. He was in that as well. So that's kind of fun. Um, and then we have Trent, the unqualified critic. That's a, another guy that I have that does uh, hmm. uh, gaming stuff for me, and he's kind of a weirdo and. We have one thing with him that'll be included in that. Not sure if I'm going to drop his first thing on uh, house calls, which is what I was initially going to do, which I might do still. That way, you guys can just kind of check him out. He's he's kind of a dick, so he's great. It's one of my friends, so he's obviously a penis, an asshole. Um, and then we've got uh, um, Cody Ramon, which is a um, y'all have heard of. Uh, um, uh, Killer Coach. That's a different. <clears throat> yeah, he killed Killer Coach, which yeah. is interesting. So, but then Killer Coach has come back, and now he's called Killer COVID. He's a zombie, <laughs> and Killer COVID is currently feuding with with Cody Lamone. But Cody Cody Lamone is on tour, so <laughs> he doesn't really care. He does video game stuff, so we're really excited. God bless you. January first, two thousand twenty-one. We'll start the year off insanely wrong by introducing more of myself to your ears <laughs> i'm really excited about it and you know we're we're I'm, I'm happy to be you know uh just like a a, a sleeper you're cell you're the one you're the one you know, providing them the sleeper cell of i'm not really sure you're ever gonna find this i don't know are we are we just gonna is it it'll be on spotify and all that it's gonna be doing all that you know yeah, making you its rounds and We'll keep you updated on Facebook. At least I will. To, you know the it'll be on there. At least we'll let you know when episodes come up. Well, I'm announcing guests and stuff on our Facebook page for, it, but you know it just didn't feel right to do social media for it initially. So if it ever feels like I should, I just honestly just don't want to do that. I want it to be no, we'll very, do it very organic. We'll do it very subtly. Um, you know, but the other thing is, is people don't know what to expect with this because. It's not anything like this, and for me, I guess as the basically the producer editor of this this uh, this smorgasbord that the doctor has handed me, it, it's very fun to uh, just receive this stuff when I have no idea what he's doing, you know, which I don't anyway. But you know, for him to have his own complete show, just doing his own thing with his own cast of characters. Uh, with no limits or any kind of real direction to the show itself, it's just kind of insanity, and it, he does his own thing. Uh, well, it, it's well, crazy I'm for you guys too, is and they don't know anything about this. I haven't told you this, so this is kind of a first here. So, Trentian qualified critic is very opinionated. So is Cody Lamone, and they're actually going to have it out on an episode as soon as I can get that arranged here. Um, there will be on, and this will be up on on day one. You guys will get to hear the two of them on their own episodes, but you're going to get to hear them argue about stuff. Where I'm just going to sit there and basically let them trash each other. <laughs> and we're, we're talking, you know, very very highbrow nerd stuff where one is called the other one an idiot. One's going to be mad. I'm going to have to go sedate Cody Lamone. He's going to get so mad and flip out. It's going to be funny. I'm excited about it. And like like I said, this is the stuff I'm handling. People can be stressed out, and I don't have to while I sit (laughs) there and listen to them flip out. If I can get 
I'm not sure if he's going to be available in town, but I might have Porno show up for that thing. Because like I said, we're just going to sit back and laugh while they argue. <laughs> so if, if, I, if I can get him to show up for that, that would actually be a lot of fun too. I'm not sure about his availability or whatnot. But either way, that is that is coming. I know you guys don't know these characters, but it's, I'm telling you, it's, it's priceless to hear these two argue over why Trent thinks, just for example, because I already knew that he was hitting sore spots with Cody Lamone, even though they, two of these guys have never met. But Trent is very opinionated about his nerd stuff, and so is Cody Lamone, so it's going to be funny to hear them butt heads for 30, 45 minutes. It's pretty awesome. It sounds dumb, but you just have to wait and hear it because you just have to hear how. <laughs> and I've known both these motherfuckers for a long time. I've actually technically known Trent longer, so it's going to be funny to hear these guys argue about their their yeah. uh, personal opinions about nerd fandom. And this is what I have to deal with. You know, I get handed get handed this stuff, and it's always uh, exciting to not know what the hell is going on until I hear it, and then I still don't know what's going on, but I do my best to. Uh, Make it sound good. Like I said, I'm going to try to have porno there for that, for that capture of that, because I think it's going to be pretty funny. <laughs> you know, because... Um, the funny thing about interviewing Trent, I went to... I went to a... a he, he lives kind of in the middle of nowhere, but I went to this uh, uh, gaming facility where, where people do like role-playing games and stuff. We went to one of the empty rooms and recorded for like it ended up being like two hours long, mm-hmm. and you know, and then the guy, the type of guy that he is, he's like, "Oh, it was too long," you know. It's just like, "Okay, well, dude, you know, you, you kept talking, I kept talking. It is what it is, you know. Like, yeah. I'm putting it up that way. If you want to do it 30 minutes, you better tell me because I'm just going to keep talking. You know, that's what I like to do. Yep. That's what a podcast is. So you got to let it live and breathe. So. His yeah. penance, even though he doesn't know this, but Trent's penance is going to be having to deal with Cody Lamone, arguing with him about every single thing that he hated. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to let them argue and have it out, and I'm going to have to be there, you know, as your official UFC ref, and be like, <laughs> no, that's enough, gentlemen. Yeah. you got to call a winner here. That's pretty good. But, uh... I think it'll be good for Cody Lamone, too, because it'll stress him out, which will be funny. And then a porno proton, you can always have him antagonizing both parties to where they're... And if, well, if he's there, honestly, like I said, if porno's there, I want him, and I just sit back and just... I'm telling you, this does not need any any gasoline on this fire. <laughs> this fire's going to be lit. So you can have uh, just the, the commentary over this. And we're talking, kid. This is not going to be a normal conversation. I'm talking. I'm t- I'm bringing you two high quality, real nerd fandom arguing over legitimate nerd fandom things in an intelligent manner. Because Trent's very intelligent. So is so is Cody Lamont. So this is going to be good shit. <laughs> it's they're right here. the same age. They're going to end up becoming best friends after this, or mortal enemies. We're not sure yet, but <laughs> it's going to be fun. We're brewing it. And this right here, if you guys are paying attention, if you're watching at home, uh, Mrs. Kettlewell, this is, that is uh, also Mrs. Farmer from uh, Donnie Darko, one of my favorite movies. Awesome. She has one of the best lines in movie history, at least for me, that uh, they take Donnie Darko to the principal's office, and it's a scene where 
he wants to go up to this board and he's challenging the whole point of the education of what she's trying to do. And uh, the scene cuts away from what he says. So you're in the principal's office with his parents and they're like, look, let's just go over this again. What what exactly, you know, the principal's like, what exactly did Donnie say? And she peers over because she's in the same room and she's like, I'll tell you what he said. He told me to forcibly insert the lifeline exercise card into my anus. It's it's fucking gold. It's awesome. But it's weird. It's weird because she looks the same in this film as she does in that one. She just looks old in general. And there goes the Chucky fucking what was that bicycle pump that he used? Or I guess the basketball pump. You're ahead of me apparently. I'm in the. He's in the closet. Yeah. I guess it was like a bicycle pump, or oh, I keep saying that basketball pump because there was a basketball up there on the thing. <laughs> oh shit! So yeah, she she gets the the ruler smack. Very goofy kill, but it's a lot true of fun. story. It's just morbid to talk about my father's mother, which I will not even call my grandmother. Used to hit me with a ruler. That's wonderful. And one of my favorite things she used to hit me with, she would go outside and get these thorned branches to hit my legs with till they bled. Jesus. Yep. There's just some fun stuff about why the doctor's so fucked up, and that's not a joke for this yeah. podcast. That is a true story. Child abuse. Yeah, there you go. And we're back to child abuse too here. We're gonna... <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible. It really is. It is horrible. It is. They used to piss my mom off, too. I bet. Let's get back, <laughs> get back some trivia here. All of Brad Dorff's voiceover work for Chucky was recorded in advance so they could match up Chucky's mouth with the words. Because of this, Dorff rarely appeared on set. Instead, recordings of his voice would be played back for Alex Vincent to go by. Which is kind of creepy in and of itself, if you think about it. Yeah. I will commend that dude till the end of time, because he refused to not, you know, do the interview. And he went through with it when he had the flu. And I was like, you don't have to do this interview, it's fine. And he was like, no, no, it's cool. And, you know, he did the Charles Lee Ray thing, because he couldn't do the Chucky one. And uh, it was really cool. He was awesome. So I'll, I'll I'll praise Brad Dorf till I'm dead. He's actually a, a fucking really cool guy. Um, and when I met him at Texas you know, you know, Frightmare, he was super cool. Favorite part of that interview though was when this old woman snuck in his yard and shit. Oh yeah, uh, re-update you on that, folks. If you don't know the lore of Phantasm, this is one of the crazy things that ended up happening. So not only during that interview where I told my ex and everybody else. Uh, uh, every one of her part singular parties uh, to please uh, Steve Dash themselves away from the house or at least be quiet when they're in it and just let me do this interview because it was very important and uh, they're like okay and then I started getting this fucking knocking at the fucking door like pounding on the door and she was home so she went to go answer it and it was her fucking aunt and so she, she runs, like, I don't even, I actually, I don't even remember if she was there or not. I don't know. 
So it was just me and I ignored it? Is that what happened? If she went there, she was downstairs with a friend and was ignoring it too. That, that was it. That was it. She was downstairs in the basement, which was like a furnished basement. You know, she wasn't just down there folding laundry. I mean, she was with a couple people down in the basement. Didn't hear the knocking upstairs somehow. So I was avoiding that because I was expecting her to go get the door. And it was her fucking aunt and she went around back to the fucking like where the you know the air conditioning shit is and all that stuff and she went over there and just took a fucking shit in our backyard like a runny fucking diarrhea shit I still don't understand why someone would just come to your house and maybe use the toilet it's cause she was batshit crazy and she was like well you guys were close by to where I was so I just like ran over here because I had to go why, why, why did you not go to a restaurant or a department store to take a crap and, instead of your, your it's, fucking it's because it's the one time I was like you really just need to be quiet for this because I'm trying to this interview is important and I have I have all these things I gotta do now, after this did you this. see her taking the shit no see I think that would have been priceless actually I think she did see her like she peered out the window there and she was fucking her aunt was there fucking dropping a dump in the fucking <laughs> in the fucking yard. It would have been funnier if she let Tootie out and Tootie went next to her and shit right next to her. Like, just let the dogs out to shit. <laughs> I don't know. See, I've got a better one. I think it would have been funnier if she was out there taking a crap and she did it on like a hornet's nest and the hornet shot up in her and killed her. <laughs> it was just because I was like, please don't have people come over and be loud or just let me do my thing. And it's like, yeah, it's fine. I'll have, I'm will i going to have a party downstairs and my aunt's going to come fucking shit in the yard. Like, okay. Question for you about that, too. Has that woman <laughs> ever even been there before? Uh, I think once, maybe. I guess to know where to go shit when she had to, yeah. But I mean, I just don't, I don't, under, I still just think it's the most random thing in the world that, that oh, it was. someone would just try to come by your house to shit. <laughs> like, 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 I mean, I'm never, I'm never out and about anywhere here in Florida and just like, I'm going to go stop by my buddy's house so I can drop a fucking duke. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It was only because I was like, please just leave me alone for like yeah, What has been the mentality behind that? I mean, how... How you know? But we're also, folks. We're talking about a family that literally, and this is not a joke. This same woman would be like, "Now, Corey. Now, now, my nephew's brother's friend's cousin's firefighter's dad's son died. I need you to buy him a PS4." <laughs> this is the same dumbass thing because I would have to hear this. Yeah. While we were trying to like go through recording, man, I can't record tonight. Uh, the woman that took a shit in our yard, son's friend's brother's kid's grandma's son's birthdays <laughs> today. <laughs> and, I, and I had to buy him a Nintendo Switch. I'm just yeah. like, okay, dude. It's fucking stupid. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, she she. It is stupid. It is stupid. So it's that, like McCory, we pay your phone bill. You you need to get him a fucking iPhone, fucking twenty, and a fucking new laptop. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. 
in exchange, in exchange, we if we need to, we can come shit in your yard while you're trying to do an interview that you really. Apparently, so that's that's the other thing too. It's like, why is this okay that this this whole hag goes and drops a fucking shit in my yard? <laughs> it wasn't okay. I didn't know it was going on till afterward. Did you ever see her in person again after she shit in your yard? Oh yeah, quite a bit. And I'm always just like, you shit my. She's like, I'm sorry, I had to go. It's like, yeah, you could have just. Went anywhere else. How white trash is that? I'm gonna, I'm just gonna pull up and shit in your yard. <laughs> That's what I'm, I'm talking to Brad Dorff. It was a very important interview, and I had to deal with all the shit in like the span of like 20 seconds. He was I like, when you told me, I like, it didn't even surprise me. It's just like the whole thing like, was a nightmare. Like you know, except for Brad Dorff, he was fantastic. But the everything surrounding me in that living room doing that interview was just chaos and it was just like it was the one time I asked too she's down down there fucking drinking gin at fucking 3pm yeah no yeah seriously while Aunt Sally's out there fucking (laughs) defecating on your fucking lawn (laughs) stupid she's up there putting a fucking putting a fucking you know fish foot long out there in her fucking (laughs) Just like a drop just dropping a log, and I'm just like, God damn! Like I can't have hold on, I'm miss, I'm miss twenty minutes of peace. She's, she's, she's taking it. Hold on, she's uh, it's a Cracker Barrel fucking dump. <laughs> now, what's what's the word I'm looking for here? <laughs> All right. She's taking her a big no. She no. Here you go. She's taking her just a fucking hot menopausal shit. <laughs> it's a country drop off. No, it's a her, her fucking her fucking. She's got hot, she's taking her hot flash shit out there in the yard. <laughs> now your ex is down there pounding gin with that fruit. Yeah, because that's who was there. Was that fruit? Fucking edit, 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 edit. Anyway, have to edit that. Yeah, that's right. That's who was there, though. She was taking a country dump, so, you know. Brad Dorf, I'm sorry. You know, you have to know the sacrifices we go through sometimes to get these interviews. It's not... I would have loved to have heard her friend on it. Oh, God, she's out there taking a shit. Yeah. That's what happened. They were like, oh, God, it's your aunt. And it's like, what's the matter? It's like, he's take, she's taking a shit out in your foot. It's, it's like, we found Bigfoot, and you go out there. It's like, nah, it's just your aunt taking a shit. <laughs> Like, okay. She's like, oh god, that KFC's coming out. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I knew I shouldn't have had that. Kills me though. People, the people not think, I think about everything that I digest in my body, okay? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm never like, like, let me just give you guys a scenario that I never do. I'm never like, god, I need to eat that bean burrito and kill that fucking bush lot while I'm driving. <laughs> I mean, you kind of get what you get, you know? Yeah. Like, I never leave my house and eat a giant meal and then not expect to have to crap myself. Yeah. Like, people just kill me. It's like, it's like I'm going to eat this giant meal walk around. Oh, God, you have a And let me, let me give you guys some therapy out there too uh, for the for the our male listeners out there. If there's ever a girl that you're really into or whatever, just just imagine her taking a hot shit and <laughs> ruin it immediately. Just taking taking a, a fucking hot hot Popeyes gin shit and just ruin it. Especially this. Have have you ever gotten this before? 
where they're like, uh, I'll be right back, I gotta pee. And then they're for 20 minutes, and then when they come out, your fucking hallway smells like a fucking sewer. <laughs> it smells like a fucking, like, damp sewer. <laughs> It's thing, like it's yeah. like I thought you went pee. They're like I did. I was like sure, sure you did. You could just be honest and say I'm gonna go take a crap. Be like okay. Be <laughs> <laughs> like we just went on a date in the same place. I know you got a fucking duke. It's like I'm gonna go duke too, but I'm gonna tell you that I got a shit. I'm not gonna tell you I got pee because I'm gonna be there for twenty minutes fucking pinching this thing off. <laughs> this fucking this McAllister's <laughs> deli poo. Family that fucking hated me. Yeah. Had me over for the fucking holidays. This was literally the last time I was over there, so this has been years ago. But, Happy holidays. Um, <laughs> I literally, I literally shit so bad I had to fucking plunge the toilet. <laughs> that only happens if I'm at some chick's house too. I'll just be like, oh god, oh god. <laughs> it's like they have like the smallest. They have like a. They just got a fucking new toilet from Home Depot installed, and I come over. I'm like, it's nice to meet you guys, and then it's like. And it's like I gotta be in there for thirty-five minutes. <laughs> I gotta sit there for thirty-five minutes and plunging it. And they're like, they're like, "Are you okay? You've been in there a while." It's like, "Oh yeah, I'm fine." I'm just trying to unbreak your fucking toilet bowl. <laughs> that's that's embarrassing because I've had that happen a couple times where I'm just like yeah I would go over here and take a fucking Yankee Doodle shit in their fucking toilet let's fuck now <laughs> I don't want to get your fucking dad in here just be like Whoa. <laughs> it's like that's not something you can uh, come back from if you clog the you know your date's toilet no, no, I mean the thing is honestly when I and this is again this is just how I operate but when you really break things down to brass tacks like <laughs> some people just don't I don't know man when I when I when I think about things in an organic level like taking a shit it just <laughs> makes me not want to talk to anybody it's just, yeah and for the record, Dr. West has never... Disgusting. It's like... Dr. West has never went and shit in my backyard. I really don't think he's even shit in my house before, so... No, I don't. Like, I do that at home. Yeah. Like, I pay attention to my body. I don't think a lot of people do that. Like, I have a funny story I can tell you guys about uh, uh, Corey visiting me recently in Florida, though. We were at Subway, and I got the fucking... I got the fucking... The, the fucking cramps yeah. you know you've got to fucking let one ride <laughs> and then I fucking threw out this gas station fucking toilet yeah and I actually felt bad there was like this hippie guy working there I'm sure he walked in there like oh god death yeah that was at the uh <laughs> what do you call it <laughs> the Tom Throne <laughs> yeah Tom Thumb yeah Tom Dumps yeah is. Yeah, Tom Thumb is a gas station thing that I'm sure a lot of people never heard of. It. Anyway, but yeah, yeah. But anyway, but yeah, I did my thing, and but, then, but anyway, it is what it is, man. People, you got to do what you got to do when you got to do it, man. But yeah, yeah that I was still a, think it's funny that that, that yep. fucking your ex was fucking aunt fucking dropped a hot shit while you were talking to Brad Dorf on the phone. <laughs> it is. It was like, yeah. So, uh. uh have you ever had an ant take a shit in your backyard? He'd be like, what? I was like, what? But anyway, uh, these are <laughs> trivia here real quick, and then we'll move on to uh, 
uh, our boy, our boy Chuck, and altering the future for this. Yeah, I've already got the albums pulled up here. Uh, this movie opened uh, number one film at the box office. It was very successful. The events in the story cover a time span of four days. Chucky appeared in a tuxedo at the 1990 Horror Hall of Fame Awards to advertise a theatrical release of the film, which I remember seeing. I mean, I don't from when this came out, because I was like freshly hatched this year that this came out, but I remember you know later watching that stuff. Uh, he was introduced by Robert England. Um... Let's see. Don Mancini stated in an interview that a locker scene was originally supposed to be in the film, but it was cut, used in Bride of Chucky. Um, Jenny Agatar uh, has said this is one of the worst filming experiences she's ever had. It's very sad to know. Nice. In the late in the later seasons of Seinfeld, in which uh, Grace Zabrinsky plays Miss Ross after playing Grace Poole in this film. A copy of Child's Play 2 can be spotted on the shelf in Jerry's apartment where he keeps his VHS tapes. It's another reason why I love Seinfeld. Thank you and good night. Uh, according to commentary by writer Don Mancini on the DVD of the first film, the reason the rest of the Child's Play films are released by Universal instead of MGM, despite the first film being highly successful for them, was that United Artists was about to be bought out by the company that wanted to maintain a family-friendly state of films. The property was then gladly sold to Universal. Ironically, uh, Quintex, the company that made the bid to purchase United Artists, dropped the deal not long after the film set up shop somewhere else. Sucks to be them. Um... Universal's advertising campaign for the film when it was released was nominated for the Hollywood Reporter Key Art Award. Uh, Mary Steenbergen and Karen Black were considered for Grace Poole before Grace Zabrinsky got was cast. Um, Kevin Yeager ended up directing several scenes featuring Chucky when the puppets proved problematic to work with. Uh, Kevin Yeager was problematic to ask to be interviewed, so fuck him. Uh, <laughs> Veronica Cartwright was considered for the part of Joanne before Jenny Agatar was chosen. That's actually pretty cool. Um, uh, let's see. The first two, first of the two films in the series where Chucky doesn't use gun as a weapon, although he does use a squirt gun as a decoy, he doesn't use a gun at all, real or fake, in Curse of Chucky. <clears throat> Uh, in the novelization, Andy has a point where he remembers his mom telling him to be a good trooper, foreshadowing the third film in which he goes to Kent Military Academy. Uh, let's see. The film takes place in Chicago in 1990. That's not even a good fact. I'm not even going to read that. That's stupid. <clears throat> uh, okay, the fact is, is it says... This isn't even trivia. This is really, actually, the first real dumb thing I've ever seen on this app here. It says, The film takes place in Chicago in 1990. Home Alone also takes place in Chicago in 1990. Both films were released the same year. Okay. If that, I don't I don't understand why that was a thing. Anthrax's Persistence of Time was also released in 1990. <laughs> just, but, like, just keep... You know. <laughs> <laughs> After Vincent West got his learner's permit in 1990, what's your point? You know, 
It's like Corey Gorkleist was born in 1990. Doctor West also got his permit in 1990. They were both in 1990. Yeah, they were both in 1990. Okay, thank you, IMDb. Appreciate that. James Addiction Richard Habitual came out in 1990. That's correct. <laughs> uh, the scene when Andy picks up Tommy that is really Chucky and opens up the battery and finds batteries inside is similar to the scene of the original Child's Play film where his mother picks up Chucky and opens up the battery compartment and finds it empty. Not really. He just opens it because he thinks it's going to be empty because he's trying to see if it's not Chucky. I'm, I'm going to stop reading these. These are really stupid. Whoever wrote that was like a 12-year-old. A Kevin Yeager wrote those things. He's an idiot. Yeah, let's keep going. So we're going to go ahead and bring on... Old. Can I just say something real quick? Lira is Chucky. Okay. <laughs> We're going to go on to uh, Chucky Shoulder here of death, and we are going to do Altering the Future. Altering the Future! Do we want to do movies first, or do we want to do music first this time? Let me burn through this music, because it's real cool. small. Let's do the music. We're 1990. Close this out so my phone doesn't die, okay? Let's do it. In the Name of Suffering, I Hate God. Nice. Good start. A very underrated album, Eclipse, from Yngwie Malmsteen, one of my favorite guitar players. Good. Hopefully a guest on this podcast one day. Anyway, or Godless Evens, rather. Uh, Celtic Frost, Maddie Nemesis, which is my favorite album. It's your favorite, absolutely. Uh, Better Off Dead from Sodom. Good. Uh, cracked Brain from Destruction. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, let's see here. Morbid Reich from uh, Vader. Beg to Differ from Prong. It's a very underrated album. Prong is a great band. They are great. Uh, Pressing the Masses from Violence featuring Rob Flynn from Machine Head. Uh, Never Never Land from Annihilator. Mm hmm. Hammerheart from Battery. Into the Mirror Black, Rest in Peace, World Dane from Sanctuary. Sanctuary. Uh, Death Angel Act 3. Uh, Swallowed in Black by Sadus, also another underrated album. Uh, Lost Paradise from Paradise Lost. Uh, Painkiller uh, from Jewish Priests. Uh, Slaughter in the Vatican from Its Order. Corey's favorite band. <laughs> uh, for God, Your Soul, For Satan, Your Butthole, whatever that song, album's called, called Punch and Stench. <laughs> uh, I do love Punch and Stench, though. Yeah, uh, right. Come My Souls from Creator. Persistence of Time from Anthrax. Uh, Sumerian Cry from Tiamat, when they were still kind of death metal. Yeah. Uh, Corey's favorite album of this year, Seasons in the Abyss from Slayer. <laughs> Not, not even close. Um, Harmony Corruption from Napalm Death. It's more like it. Uh, the most overrated band and most overrated album ever, Obituary Cause of Death. Uh, Left Hand Pass from Entombed. Love it. Uh, it's the only good album they did, but... <clears throat> Eat Back to Life from Cannibal, great album. It is. Um, and here's the top three kids, you ready? So, number three is Spiritual Healing from Death. Well, the best album uh, Number two 
and I'm just being honest with this, just because people don't really care. Number two for me on this list, for me on this list, number three is Spiritual Healing from Death. Number two is the self-titled Deicide album. Yep. And then my favorite album from this entire year, and if I'm lying, I'm done, is Twisted Into Form from Forbidden. So good. It is criminally underrated. And there's the music of 1990. Let's go for the the movies. It's going to be all over the place here. Uh, yeah. Do Treasure Island, which I had when I was little. It's got Christian Bale in it. It's got Christopher Lee in it. It's good stuff. Uh, Never seen it. It's good. Uh, from what I remember. Uh, got The Witches, which I think they remade on HBO, and it looks awful. Um, Never seen it. Got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The live action. Yeah, that one's fun. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> Rescuers Down Under. Loved it. Uh, I remember that. Dark Man, which is Dr. Love West. Love that man. Uh, Robocop 2. Got Predator That's 2. A That's a good movie. Uh... See, marked for death, Steven Seagal. Hold on, stack the list real quick. This is a Dr. West Gamble. Y'all ready? Mm. Corey's favorite film of 1990. Oh, don't John say it yet. Don't say it yet. I already know where you're going with it, but yeah. I don't even work. I just know you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hard to kill. <clears throat> we'll get there. Navy that's, Se- the, that's the best Steven Seagal movie, I think. It is. It's fucking rad. Uh, Navy Seals, which I love. I own both of those. That's a fun movie. Uh, movie. 48 Hours, Eddie Murphy and yeah, McNulty. It's amazing. It is. Uh, 48 Hours. Another 48 Hours was garbage. Yeah. Uh, Maniac Cop 2, which I do like. Uh, Delta Force 2, Chuck Norris. Die Hard that's 2, Die Harder. Uh, Lionheart, Van Damme. It's one of my favorite Van Damme movies. Uh, let's see La Femme Nikita or that's the, o, the OG one <clears throat> um, Hunt for the Red October rest in, rest in rest peace, peace Sean Connery. rest in peace sir uh, Days of Thunder Tom Cruise never seen it um, I don't really remember it but I, I liked it what I saw of it uh Got problem, uh, problem child with John Ritter. That movie's funny. It is. It's a wheelchair fucker classic. That that's got wheelchair fucker written all over it. That film, and it is on Amazon Prime right now. So, uh, Gremlins two, the new batch. Uh, I prefer it over the first film. If you're gonna make me it too. Like Second one's cool. Uh, Ghost, Patrick Swayze. That's a Christmas movie, I think. <clears throat> the second one. Yeah. Yeah, Ghost with uh, Patrick, one, obviously, isn't it? Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore. Depressing. It is very depressing. Uh, Troll 2. That's uh, a good movie. Ghost Dad with uh, Bill Cosby, which is a good movie. He'll, he'll make you your drink and fuck you and <laughs> Ghost Dad. <laughs> he'll, he'll haunt you and fuck you to death. Never Ending Story 2. Back to the Never had either of those films. Back to the Future 3. I can't Love do it. it. I can't do it. Um, Which one? The third one, Back to the Future. 
Chrissy. I like that one. It's just the one I watched the least. I watched the first one a lot, and then the second one. I, I have westerns, you know. I do, so yeah. I like that one. I it's mean, not like, even I'm that. It's not even that about it. I just I've watched it the least. I just don't know. I just don't get into it as much as the first two. I have a good memory with it, so. Uh, Edward Scissorhands. Listen, I like Back to the Future <laughs> three, like you like Ghostbusters two. That 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 that's fair. I can see that. That's Continue. good. That's good. Uh, yeah, Edward Scissorhands. Um, Never liked that movie. That movie was depressing. It is very depressing. And it's the I last... I don't like it, it's, the, it's just depressing. It's the last thing Vincent like Price ever Vincent did. Price yeah, I can't deal with it. Yeah. Ernest Goes to Jail. Um, it's a funny movie. Look Who's Talking to. I used to watch those movies a lot. Never seen either of those movies. They're weird. Uh, House Party... Ski Patrol. Love Ski Patrol. Ski Patrol's on HBO streaming right now. It's amazing. Uh, uh, Cadillac Man. It's Robin Williams. That is a good movie, actually. It is. Uh, Frankenhooker. Have it on Blu-ray. Hell yeah. I think uh, Synapse put that out. They did. Uh, they also put out this one, I believe, Basket Case 2. That movie's weird. It's okay. <laughs> Sergeant Kabuki Man. That's a trauma movie. I actually own that. That is a funny movie. It is funny. Uh, it's a disturbing movie. Let's see. Kindergarten Cop, which is what the doctor was going to say my favorite was. It's a Schwarzenegger movie. Uh, no, it wasn't. <laughs> Night of the Living Dead, the remake, which we've done on here, which is why we've done this before. It's a great movie. Arach- Arachnophobia. Uh, I love that movie. Tremors. Love it. Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. Love it. A shout out to uh, Ken Foray. Uh, Ken hated that movie, which he I did. thought was interesting and didn't tell us why. He did. Uh, Graveyard Shift, which I would love to do on here one day. Let me just stop right there. I was in Dark Man. That's probably my favorite movie of that year. It's really good. I, like Graveyard Shift gets Brad Dourif's in it. <laughs> yep. If you guys have never seen it, it's a Stephen King story. Uh, it's it, there's a lot of fucking Stephen King puns in that movie, which I won't tell you. You just can yeah. discover for yourself. It's it's awesome. I love that movie, and I'm hoping. At some point, if I ever get some money, I can buy it on Blu-ray because it's been out since fucking August and I don't have it. And it traps my ass that I don't own that because I honestly <laughs> really want that movie. It is. It's really good. Aunt Corey for Christmas. Okay, there you go. Continue. Okay. Um, let's see. We're winding down here, folks. Uh, Tales from the Dark Side. Uh, That's another one I want on Blu-ray to tell yep. that I don't have. Hand Hand Corey, Christmas <laughs> present, Christmas <laughs> Silent Night, Night, Deadly Night 4. Okay, I heard that one. Silent, you're, you want Silent Night, Deadly Night 4. I gotcha. Uh, Psycho 4. Yeah, I think so. That's a weird movie. Bill Mosley's in that too, I think, which is mm-hmm. odd. Uh, Psycho 4, The Beginning. <laughs> you know, man, that movie gets a really bad rap, but it's actually not that bad, and it's got the late great Anthony Perkins in it still continuing to play as Norman Bates so sure how does. can you really go wrong with a made for TV movie I know right and it has the kid that played Elliot from fucking uh E.T. in it so yep uh Jacob's Ladder 
Underrated is fucking crazy. Underrated film. It's really good. That movie good. terrifies me. I think that movie kicks ass, personally. And I'll, I respect Tim Robbins forever for that role, too. He's just really good in it. Dude, that movie is death metal, dude. It is. Just one big fucking acid, acid Vietnam you know, you know that You want to hear a funny story? Can I tell you guys a story that you all probably don't know, but I found out from Steve Asheem when I interviewed him, and people don't listen to these interviews I do, but... <laughs> It feels like they don't. Dead but Dreaming is actually about that movie. It's amazing. So we got... If you think about it, if you think about it, it kind of makes sense. It does. It makes it even more death metal. Uh, so we got Exorcist 3, which is one of the earlier episodes we've underrated, done. Underrated. Underrated film. It is. Underrated Good, good as fuck. Got to see the original recently in the theater. Love The Exorcist, man. Awesome. Love it. Uh, let's see Cry Baby with Giant Depp well, that's a big one love it I have it on Blu-ray Tracy Lords love it yep Misery which is over hold on hold on real quick real quick I gotta go around for like 30 seconds Tom me Johnny Depp should be used in Hollywood he's a fucking victim to these stupid reporters I love Johnny Depp I'm gonna resurrect his career I fucking love him I do too for sure and fuck everybody that shit on him. He's a great actor. I can only pray that I look like that good when I'm in my fifties. That guy's a beautiful man. And I love him. He's a great actor. Continue. Sorry. I agree, hundred percent. Now these are winding down. I'll leave. I'll leave the doctor to my favorite movie from 1990. But here is my winding down to th- to my my th- three films going backwards. Nightbreed. You want me to go? No, they, no hold on. I can finish this list. Do you want me to do it? Starting from Nightbreed, there's two more. Home Alone, Total Recall, done, mic drop. That's it. That is 1990, folks. And did I almost watch... I uh, went and saw Total Recall in the theater recently. By myself, I did. They put out that that new 4K print, and they did it at the... He uh, went there with his COVID mask on and gloves, and I'm very proud of him, and yep. sat in there in his slammer hoodie and whacked it, and then went home. <laughs> With no sleep either, I'm pretty sure I had to... No, I didn't have to go to work, I don't think. See you at the party, Corey! Yeah. See you at the party, Richard! But the... No, that print looks so fucking good. It comes out, I think, December 11th on 4K Blu-ray. Uh, Steelbooks at Best Buy. That thing's already long since been pre-ordered. Uh, I can't wait to go get my copy. And I'm going to watch it immediately when I get home. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh... I don't know why. I just love it. I love Sharon Stone in it. It's my favorite director. I love all that fucking future retro sci-fi shit. It's just it's just good stuff. I love that film. A good movie, dude. And seeing it in theaters was really really cool. You know, something I didn't ever think I would ever think I would do. So it was, it was really nice. It is. It's awesome as fuck. And Michael Ironsides is shit. Yes, he's great. Richter. So yeah, and Ronnie Cox is a <laughs> Ronnie Cox is a fucking butt too. I mean, he always is, but that's somebody I want to meet. I would fucking shit myself. What a recall RoboCop. Yeah, that's a, a good, that's a good combo. Yeah, RoboCop. He's like, you know, I've been called many things. <laughs> I've called my boss many things. Iron butt, boner. <laughs> But, but I also call them asshole. 
but yeah, uh, that's the movies. And did I almost watch Home Alone yesterday? Yes, I did, because it's getting to be that time, and I love that movie. So it's the only time I watch it. As much as I love that movie, I won't watch it unless it's it's the Happy Holidays. Because I won't, I won't do it. I won't sit there and you know my birthday in July and watch Home Alone. I don't do it. I save it. <clears throat> I love that film. Which I don't know if you knew this. Uh, Child's Play was was set in Chicago, and it was came out in 1990. But Home Alone is also set in Chicago, and it came out in 1990. So here's what I don't understand. <laughs> I, you know, I, I got to be honest with you. I don't have any. There is no Christmas themed movie that I like. Period. Yeah. You don't like Christmas? It makes sense. But the uh, there's only. Two Christmas themed movies that I actually own, not counting Die Hard, which is Home Alone. Again, that's a summer movie to me. I don't. I, is, I understand that the that, that it's that either or. People, it's either or. Most people. Yeah, but for me, it's just I don't. Oh, I don't get that. It's a good kill right there. It's a, I saw that movie in like June of fucking '88. Like it, it, it's a summer movie to me. Yeah. It's in California. It doesn't even look like Christmas. You know, it's just. But Christmas shit in that movie's subtle. It's not, like, overwhelming. No, it's not, like, a... It's not a movie about Christmas, but there's little... Whatever. It, it lets you know that that's what time of year it is. But the only two movies I actually own that are considered Christmas movies is Home Alone and uh, Christmas Vacation. That's it. You know, I don't... I don't. So, you know, true story about Christmas Vacation... I love Chevy Chase. Do you know I have never, ever went back to that movie after seeing it one time? I just can't do it, man. I can't do any type of holiday fucking movie. I can't do it. Oh, I know. I, I, I can't. I mean, I, I, I'm telling you, you want to talk about just giving me instant anxiety. Yeah. Any holiday theme film. I can't do it. And even stuff that I like, like even like Iron Man 3, which most people hate, I can't even watch that. Yeah. It's just seriously a fucking nightmare. Now we got Chucky going through this conveyor thing here and getting all all these legs and shit put on him. And I always like this scene too. But the movie's pretty brutal, man. The, well, it's factory stuff. I always remembered the intro the most when I was younger, and then this part I remember the most. I guess it's something about the factory shit, maybe because I like Terminator a lot, I don't know. But I always remember the factory scenes more than any other part of this film. Now, this is pretty fucking raunchy, too. He's just a giant bloody muck of, like, plastic and... I don't even remember. Goo. It's fucking crazy. This is a smoking ball of plastic shit. Yeah, holy shit. Let's see if there's some... Oh, they did fucking love it. <laughs> some dialogue on here. Turn it up real quick. Well, that smells delicious. Oh, yeah. It's burning plastic. So I'm pretty sure there's another... All the actual blood. It's fucking dope. I'm going to see if there's some actual... Uh, I know there's more to this film right here, but it turns into like this fucking nasty pile. There's that fucking dude with the 
got the doll eyes. That's fucking raunchy, too. Fucking gross. He's got a fucking like knife blade sticking out of his fucking uh you know, in his nub. <clears throat> now he gets burned into all this burning plastic goo. It's fucking raunchy, man. It's like Friday part eight right here with the what he looks like. <clears throat> This is the part I was thinking of with the... When he comes out of that muck, and he's just like... Turns him into a pastry. Yeah, but he looks fucking sick in this part. <laughs> That's fucking gross. Ugh. I'll give it to Kevin Yeager, you know, he's a fucking cocksucker, but <laughs> he, the effects are pretty damn good. Then you can, <laughs> you can tell it's, you know, he did Freddy's Revenge, because it's very similar. See that? See that? Look at that. <laughs> he looks like a melting scrotum. It's just gross. He's like, <laughs> here we go, he gets the big Here he goes, he gets the big trouble death right here. Oof. It's fucking awesome. That's what my vegan shits look like. <laughs> it's just like a... You can feel the wind is rising. <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> it's just plastic block. Between that and the big trouble explosion, at which you gotta get fucking... I scream at George Love on that. Oh, yeah. That's one dude blows up and screams that. He just looks like, if you ever watch that movie again, it looks nothing like that. It just looks like fucking lettuce. Oh, that's disgusting. That's awesome. When he blows mm -hmm. up, it looks like fucking wilted lettuce. <laughs> it does, I'm telling you. It looks like fucking rotted lettuce. It's like... Yeah. It's pretty bad. Like an Asian lettuce. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, we'll do final thoughts on this. Uh, this movie's brutal, man. Yeah. Of course, I, like I said, this is one of my favorite horror films, I think, just period. Me too. I've always liked it. Bless you. Jeez. Uh, always, always loved this movie, always really appreciated it and the effects. Uh, Oh, stunt coordinator Dick Warlock. There you go. That's that's pretty awesome. Did not notice that before. Um, 
Yeah, good film. It's super raunchy. The kills are good in it. I like the pace better than the first one. Um, I don't know. I, there's a lot to this film that I really enjoy. And I, like I said, it's gorier. Before we stop today, I want to do something real quick. All right. I'll use my time instead of final thoughts to do this. <laughs> Can I hold right, you pick one too if you want to. Are you ready? Okay. Let's see here. I said, even though Kevin Yeager's a tool, he did a great job with the effects on this and Freddy's Revenge, but he doesn't—he doesn't have the right to tell <laughs> Doctor West to go fuck himself when he was like twenty, and he doesn't have a right to to tell me that I'm a fucking piece of shit for reaching out to him. So then you know what I did? I saw him at Texas Brightmare, but instead of saying anything to him, I just fucking walked by him and cropped us to his table. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> well, a fucking hot New York fart. That's what I did. Cause I'm at Brad Dorf and I was there, and he was very sweet. But when I when I went by Kevin Yeager's table, I just fucking I think I ate like a fucking barbecued fucking chicken pizza before I went up down there. So I just fucking cropped us to this fucking table that nobody was standing near because they don't know who he is. <laughs> so yeah, I'm ready to go ahead. Hold on. I have no idea what you're about to do here, so. Okay. <laughs> well, folks, this is me reading a review from you from. <laughs> I'm reading the review from. This is from. Uh... Okay, you ready? Yeah. Awful manager waited over five minutes at register, never acknowledged <laughs> my existence. <laughs> When an employee came to the register, I asked for a manager. He claimed he was the manager. What a bunch of assholes. I'm going to let you pick a restaurant, too. Um, let's see here. Well, we stopped here for a bite to eat while traveling. Awful service. The girl at the counter was stoned. <laughs>
feel free to pick you a restaurant. And by the way, folks, that was Crystal I was reading reviews from. <laughs> you want to whip us out a good one there? Yeah, let me. I'm trying to find some uh, quote unquote juicy reviews here. Hang on. I had so much fun doing this a while back. I can't remember which episode it was. I thought I'd bring it back. I hope it's okay. Yeah, it's pretty good. Let me see. I need to pull up a trip advisor. Oh, here we go. This one's got positive reviews. That's annoying. I don't want to read positive reviews. Oh, okay. Here we go. I'm seeing some pretty turd ones here. I, I try to find a, try to find local ones because I know what areas have like all the fucking <laughs> fucking shitty locations. <laughs> this After a few of these, I'm going to try to dig through some good ones here. <laughs> Here's the first one, a glorious new sponsor of ours. The cook has his mask around his neck while he prepares the food. <laughs> Their cleanliness has always been questionable, but that pushed it over the cliff. <laughs> when informed of our concern, the response was, okay, bye. They actually replied to them. They said, We are very sorry to hear that. That's not okay. Please go to contact.com <laughs> to provide us with some details in your experience. Let's see. Uh... Oh, man. <laughs> Here's another one. Very shocking with my experience recently. Ordered drive through family meal. Only half my order was given to me. Then I go inside to tell the person working the window who said he was the manager. When asked his name, uh, which he made my order right with pleasant attitude, but what bothered me the most when I walked in there was another employee sitting in front of where order... What? In front of our order talking to a customer. 
Cool. When he's seen the other customers walk in, he jumps up and goes to the swinging doors to the back area and immediately starts touching food and grabbing the to-go boxes without washing his hands. How gross. Imagine how often that goes unnoticed. Let's see. If you want to, if you want to edit, if you want to, what? Edit menu options here, like swapping fish for chicken. You have to pay full price. No coupons allowed if you make substitutions. Manager was very rude about this. This building needs some serious TLC falling apart. <laughs> it would help if employees would actually clean now and then. Mold growing on the bottom of chairs. Same chairs they had for 25 years. Picks will be attached. <laughs> it was a good... <laughs> Roof leaks. Air conditioning is very unreliable. Honestly, stores should be inspected and closed until health code is met. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, this, <laughs> this is Captain D's. <laughs> Fast first. There we go. Horrible service. I went to the drive-thru and ordered a deluxe seafood platter and two-piece fish and shrimp. My shrimp was missing on my two-piece fish. I called the store and spoke to Kim, who said we would never forget an item, but if you say so, then we did come back to the drive-thru. I get to the window to get my food, someone from the back, and tossed up front a box. The box came open and rubbed all over the window. Food, it, it rubbed all it rubbed all over the window food giver's clothes and she still wanted me to eat it. Absolutely nasty store and I will not return to such a nasty place. There's a good one. My husband and I got the battered dips fish. Both of ours had an extremely fishy taste. Then when we got to the middle of the piece, it was not cooked properly. My father-in-law got catfish, and it didn't even taste like fish. We told the manager, but she didn't offer an explanation. She walked away. <laughs> Needless to say, we left before the meal was half finished. $27 wasted. <laughs> they serve as catfish to old people. <laughs> Try to find another good one. Uh, the fish was cooked too hard. That's how we get our old demographics. <laughs> Hey, I know you all don't know what a podcast is, let alone the internet, so come on in for some fish to have them. <laughs> oh, no, wait, 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 wait. Wait, we'll open up a second store, kind of like Long John Silver's, but it's called Codless Heathens. Uh, 
Reset. <laughs> okay. It took <laughs> it took me more than five minutes to take my order at the drive-thru, even though there were only two people in front of me. Then when I got to the window, the girl tried to give me the wrong order, was extremely rude, took another three minutes to hand me my drink after I asked for it. It was 94 degrees outside. The only partially redeeming point was the food was decent. I won't be going back. <laughs> God. Whew. Let's try to find one more and we'll wrap this up here. <coughs> oh, shit. These people can't fucking stop. Actually, I have a favor to ask before we end this. You've got you to give me some BK ones. Okay, well, wait. <laughs> Small portions and chain shape of the fish serve pieces of fish shaped like a jumbo pencil. God. Please tell me you're reading the reviews of the one year where you work. It is. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, no. This is the one, this is one on merchants. Because <laughs> I know merchants. <laughs> that whole area is a fucking dump. <laughs> it, it, it really is. It's a fucking sewer. Normally, I would give them five stars, but today the food was a real disappointment. While the fish had a really strong taste, the chicken had very little taste. Who eats chicken from there? It's fucking weird. Your bird chicken from there is the driest test of shit. It's like, it's like chicken jerky. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That, that just seems like a place you would find a band-aid in your fucking french fries, you know? Like, I just don't, I just don't see it as somewhere I would eat. <laughs> Their fries are disgusting, actually. Yeah. We don't have those down here, thank God. Let's see. I'm gonna, f- uh, yep. Go to the North Broadway Burger King. I, know, I already know about that one. <laughs> what a fucking turd. <laughs> I'm trying to find the... Burger King is nasty. It is. Any of the ones you go to, it's not even... doesn't even matter. It's not pulling up the TripAdvisor ones. You can think of it. It's funny. Yeah. about it. I thought it was just timing on this stuff, actually. I, w- I want to see the food being gross. That's what I'm looking for. This is just a funny review. Sometimes it's amazing, others, not so much. <laughs> there we go. Very poor customer service and very trashy. <laughs> I was asked to pull up to the wait- to wait on my order, and I've seen them literally throw the customer's order into the car behind me and scream profane things at them. I most definitely will not be returning to this location. <clears throat> this is Burger King? Yeah. Waited 15 minutes for a... For a sad egg and cheese biscuit, <laughs> because they said the, the sausage was cooking. Got it. Turned out to be a croissant with no cheese, just egg and a beef patty. Like, huh? <laughs> Went through the drive-through and purchased two meals. There was a cigarette duct in the back. <laughs> I'm still gagging. We tried to call the store, and then no one was answer the phone. Jeez. What happened now? It's just a cigarette butt was in the back. <laughs> here's, your, here's your fucking kid's toy for your meal, your happy meal. Kid's meal. Oh my god. 
I don't know if a lot of people know this. Burger King hires people like straight out of jail, so it's like. Oh yeah. Oh, this one's kind of similar. Constant beggars asking for money in the parking lot, and their management doesn't do anything about it. <laughs> Wouldn't recommend. <laughs> come, to, come to Bum King, get you fucking whopper. <laughs> Beggar King. <laughs> oh fuck. Here we go. Simple. Three word. Three. Uh... <laughs> it was the most simple review I've ever read, and this is only from three months ago. Filthy, long wait, disgusting. <laughs> God, which one is that? This is the one on Broadway. Oh God! Over where I, where I used to work. I've yeah, eat- yeah, yeah. I've been to that place. I've eaten. I thought they bulldozed that place by now. I've eaten at that one. It's fucking gross. The people there are gross too. They look like fucking. It's just gross. Can't even describe it. It's so bad. It's just you just think of a shitty part of town, and then the people that would work at a Burger King. That's exactly what it looks like on the inside. Which is, you know, I guess you get what you pay for. That's right. They got my order all wrong. They gave me two cheeseburgers instead of my two Whoppers that I asked for and the Whoppers were cold <laughs> cold Whopper oh man I want to see some TripAdvisor stuff those people are a lot more fun than these but say we, we need something you to close them out let me see I just, it won't pull up the actual TripAdvisor stuff that's annoying well, I was trying to look at Yelp, but apparently you have to have the damn app downloaded to look at the motherfucker, which I think is fucking obnoxious. Yeah. Okay, I found TripAdvisor one. Let's see. Who gives positive reviews about Burger King? Like, I'm surprised there's any of them. Ooh, this should be good. Yeah, that's actually shocking to me, personally. People are actually like, wow, good Whopper. It's like, what are you... How high were you when you fucking went on your stupid phone and posted that? <laughs> this Whopper was really good. Oh, here it goes. I like these because they... The, TripAdvisor puts titles on them. This one said... This is the title for this one. Is it mandatory for every Burger King to be disgusting? <laughs> As a child, oh, this is a story too. We might just want to end on this. That's good enough. <clears throat> as a child, I loved Burger King. To me, it was the absolute greatest treat to eat at a restaurant. I am 55 years old, and all I can say is, what happened? <laughs> My goodness, I will never truly escape that nostalgic love for the iconic Whopper, but I cannot continue to spend money in always filthy, less than appetizing foods served by less than professional people. Do they not have training at Burger King? <laughs> Does corporate BK area managers and the restaurant managers themselves not recognize these failures? <laughs> Do they not eat at other establishments and see the difference? Burger King is routinely the most disappointing of all fast food chains, hands down. Our counterperson, an older redheaded lady, was without a doubt one of the angriest ladies to ever man a food counter. She was less than charming with me, but because I have done her job, I gave her the benefit of the doubt. 
Unfortunately, the customer behind me was not so lucky and got a grade A B rating for trying to use a coupon. <laughs> the food we got to her to their new chicken sandwich meals, and even though they were not terrible, they were visually disappointing. We asked for both to be with light mayo, but of course both were drenched with mayo. Sad for the folks who got to this dirty restaurant regularly because this place should be closed. <laughs> oh. You know what kills me, though, is some of the people that write these reviews, like, I understand they fuck your food up and you have every right to be mad and the cigarette butt in the bag and all that shit, right? But it's, it's Burger King, though. Well, no, but it, that, that's what kills me, though. There's, like, these... There's people of this mindset that when they go into fucking McDonald's, they're supposed to be fucking treated with jokes and told how beautiful they look and then given their food and it's supposed to be perfect, like on a commercial. Oh. And I, I don't think that's realistic to go into a fast food restaurant expecting that. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I don't like nasty food from fast food places, and I'll throw it at people and <coughs> get my money Jesus. back and everything else. But at the same time, I'm not expecting a goddamn, you know, stand-up when I go through the fucking Wendy's drive-thru. <laughs> it's not like, it's like, hey, how's everybody doing? Tonight? You know. <laughs> Whereas I think some of these older people, you know, people like 55, 60 older people that go into these fast food, they think they're supposed to get fucking, like, the ball I don't rub. know, free food and entertained at the same time. Like, we're going to have live clogging dancers come out and dance at your fucking table while you eat our shit food. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. Oh, God, this is a good one. Let's see. <laughs> okay, so this is a different restaurant now. That's ones that neither of us have. At least I don't here. I don't know if you do down there. Um, <laughs> this is the the title is filthy bathrooms, no soap. <laughs> the food was fine. The food was fine, but when there's no soap in the restrooms, it makes you wonder if the employees ever wash their hands. So gross. Men's bathrooms had overflowing trash. Half the dining area closed with water all over the floor. <laughs> Uh, this one says nope no AC no ice in the dining room most drinks from the machine empty in the dining room 16 minutes to get food one of the women's toilets didn't flush and dryer in the women's restroom didn't work credit card machine at the register didn't work considering the terrible reviews here it's disturbing that this place has not been torn down avoid and go to Dairy Queen across the street <laughs> this is jack in the box <laughs> oh wow uh Oh, here we go. Talk to a guy pat just passing through. Stopped at Jack's in the box. Jack in the box to grab a quick meal. Opened the door. Saw two rats under a table eating off the floor. <laughs> Eat here at your own risk. <laughs> it's called rats in the box. <laughs> you should look up a review of fucking uh, Jack's dinner's ready. Oh yeah. Let's see. I walked in today around two thirty, and it was cooler outside at ninety three degrees. Both bathrooms were filthy and out of paper. When I asked to speak with the manager, she came forward but was arguing with employees about bigger problems. Then the AC, like the rats in the back. Oh my God, they have rats. I told the manager about the bathrooms and mentioned the heat inside. She said it wasn't her fault and she had a guy working on the AC. I told her the bathrooms were definitely her fault. <laughs> the signs need... <laughs> the signs inside the bathroom say they are serviced hourly. No way. <laughs> I called Jack in the Box Corporate since they supposedly care. 
news. They do not care. They only want registered. They only want online reviews. They will not take a call from a customer regarding obvious health concerns. Rats, <laughs> for your safety, do not eat at this location. Oh man, it's pretty good. All right, probably twenty minutes in drive-through. Soda tasted bad. Burger just didn't taste good. Husband had chicken sandwich. Felt sick all night. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny. This place is slow and filthy. Don't eat there. 20 minutes to get through the drive-thru. Got to the window. Saw trash everywhere. <laughs> and this is in, uh, where is this at? It's in, it's in uh, Centerville. I guess that's in Centerville, Texas. So don't go to that jack-in-the-box. A rat-in-the-box, sorry. <laughs> so what am I, I don't even know. Jack's. Alabama. Let's see. Let's just call Jacks. Let's see. We'll go to the one at Millbrook, Alabama, because I think we passed by that one. We need to just have a uh, Cody Lamone uh, uh, answer the call there about Jacks. These all seem actually very good. Okay, here's a, here's a negative one. The food's great when they get the order right. Tonight was dealt with a very rude lady at the drive-thru. We didn't even get our drink. My husband had to ask to add mashed potatoes and gravy to her order. When we got to the window, she flat out told him no, that she couldn't because of the time. <laughs> I went to Jack's for the first time in a long time to give it another try after several disappointing visits before. Went through the drive-thru, and the first thing the young lady working the drive-thru window says... This is dinner's ready. Yeah. <laughs> when she opens the door, is I'm about to clock out. <laughs> After getting home, I realized I did not receive any straws or the dipping sauce I paid extra for. I wouldn't think anything of it if it was one-time occurrence, but every time I go to this Jack's, I never get straws or the dipping sauce I pay for. Poor customer service, long drive-through wait, but understandable during this time. But the lack of customer service is awful. No acknowledgement by the cashier. And then you wait and wait, and the food just handed to you. No thank you, no response whatsoever. This isn't the first time this has happened at this location. Obviously, management doesn't care. We will not return to this poorly run location. <laughs> the staff was beyond rude. I went through the drive-through, and the lady taking my order couldn't even give me five seconds to look at the menu to say, All right, go ahead with your order. Okay, not that bad, right? Well, I get to the window, and the same lady taking orders being so rude to the person giving an order in the drive-thru, saying, Okay, ma'am, do you want a drink or not? In a very ugly tone. And the whole staff is laughing. They didn't care that I was at the window. <laughs> I don't know who's the manager of this, Jax, but you have no control over your staff. <laughs> so apparently they're rude, at least, you know. Yeah, I can see that. My food was super cold. I don't understand how you could serve cold mashed potatoes and tenders. My green beans were barely lukewarm. <laughs> it's pretty good. Well, I wish I had more tasty ones on here, but this is... Uh... There we go. Worst customer service I've experienced in years. <laughs> oh... 
So yeah, Jax, I guess, is uh, hot and ready for the most part, it looks like. With rude staff, but your food's going to be good. Or cold. It's what now? I said it is hot and ready for the most part, is what it looks like, but you could potentially get your food cold also. And very rudely handed to you. That's what I'm gathering from it. I mean, dinner's ready, so... <laughs> it's pretty good. But yeah. Um, you guys ever go through Alabama, that's all that's there, are those fucking weird restaurants. Yeah, it's not Jack in the Box, it's just called Jack's. And Ramon, said it's, it's, Ramon says they've got hamburgers there too, which is weird. I thought it was a chicken place. Yeah, I thought it was most, you know, at least mostly chicken. We didn't actually go near any of them to see any of them, but they were, they were all over the place. But yeah, uh, that's pretty much it. We thank you guys for listening and uh, enjoying our reviews from our sponsors, uh, Captain D's and Crystal, and both you of them. You may those. not want to eat any of those places or Burger King unless you yeah, want to die. You can go to Hardee's instead. That actually makes you understand why Corey's vegan. Thank you. <laughs> <clears throat> I try to, you know, make my bowel movements a little bit cleaner and not like I'm going to have a heart attack after I'm done eating and while shitting my pants, so... Haven't had that yet, what what I eat now, so it's good. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for listening, and thank you for our, hearing our reviews from our wonderful sponsors. They were very healthy and uh, number one in customer service. <laughs> uh, we hope you enjoyed uh, our ranting over Child's Play 2, and uh, yeah, from the Be on the Lookout for Godless Heathens, it is coming out the first of next year, if we're not all dead. Uh, from this outbreak, and uh, even, if, be good. even if we, be good. even if we are, you will still hear godless heathens in the afterlife because the doctor will come for you, even after death. There is no escaping. We're gonna try to, yeah. That's my plan. <laughs> so thank you guys for listening, and as always, thank you. Stay guys, remember, we're a solar system. Mars is down and. Um, it's only 10 a.m. Who has another Jimmy Dean breakfast this morning? Mm. Now let's orbit. I feel awesome. You're all awesome. Jimmy Dean breakfast sandwiches. Fight the morning food.